Hello, everybody, and welcome to the new episode of Corona Conversation. Do, 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 do. I'm Anna. And I'm Caleb. <laughs> and in this episode, I'm going to talk about one of the Tangled comics. Yay! This is the new run of the Tangled comics that just started um, this April, actually, I believe, is when, yeah, this first issue was released. We're talking about the first issue. It's called Tangled the Series Here and Now. Like here and now, but here and now. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a good title to let you know what this comic's all about. It's pretty funny. I, Caleb, you know why I love this comic because it definitely supports one of my main theories about a certain someone. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> so let's break down what happens real quick. So there's. In the comic, there's how a lot of comics are. There's one longer story and then a short little fun story at the end. But the main story is called The Corona Caper, and it was written by Katie Cook, and the art was by Monica Cataland and Rosa La Barbara. And it was colored by... Yeah, I thought the... Yes? I thought the the art was really pretty. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did too. I really liked it. Like, Tangled's such an artsy, fartsy show, so you gotta have some really nice art going on in the comic book, of course. Nice graphics. And honestly, Mm because the show is drawn kind of like really specifically stylized, the comic actually kind of, it kind of looks like the show, I think, doesn't it? It looks a lot like the show, especially when I've seen Cass's hair. Like, the, the, the different textures and colors in it, they really got it spot on to what they do in the TV show. So, yeah, the comic came out in April, and when did... That was when the season two is still going on, right? Yeah. 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 But this comic takes yeah. place yeah. before they left on their cross-country adventure. Mm-hmm. So, it probably is just an adventure they had back in season one sometime, I suppose. But anyway, the, the the story A, the Corona Caper, was colored by Vita Efremova and Ekaterina Mishlova. My favorite part is saying all the names every time we have to get, credit people. Get better at pronunciation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an exercise for your brain. Exactly. But basically, Cass has a problem and she goes to her two best friends who she would never betray to help her with it. I thought Cass, no, what I do now, I was like, Cass is being too nice. Cass would not do that. <laughs> like, why is she asking for help? That's not Cass. <laughs> oh, yeah. And speaking um, of that, um, there was a tweet from our good, our good, um, good acquaintance, Chris Sonnenberg, the producer of the show. And he was replying about to a fan who asked about his favorite characters in the show. And he replied something like, I love Cass because she's so, like, sweet and loyal. And then one person was like, hmm, the way you say this makes it sound like Cass isn't evil and she's going to be redeemed. Am I reading too much into this? And he was like, oh, I didn't intend anything by it or anything like that. Or He, he was really coy with his answer. So, But apparently Cass is, is one of his favorites. Coy man. <laughs> she's a complicated character for sure. I still... I'm still like, mm, I don't know if I want her to be redeemed, but you do. <laughs> you and a couple of our fan base do, so I guess I'm outvoted for now. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you see my tattoo? I mean, I don't necessarily want her to be redeemed, but I think that she needs to be after all that season one development. But 
Oh yeah, everyone, Anna's showing off her sun drop I tattoo. can't get a good angle because... <laughs> I, I saw it, I saw it. Anyway, if you want to see a picture of her tattoo that she got, you can go follow us on Twitter at Corona Podcast, where we oh, ran a poll. <laughs> yeah, we ran a poll asking people which one of us they thought got the tattoo, and apparently most people got know us pretty well because I think about 70% guessed it was you, and they were right. <laughs> Probably because you implied it might be a real tattoo and women have a higher pain tolerance. So, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> it's true. We we typically underreport on pain and men typically overreport on pain. <laughs> that hurts Over- my heart. I'm gonna report a broken heart. <laughs> uh, but yeah, to clarify, it's not a real tattoo. Yeah, it's just an airbrush one. We had an event at my school, so wait in line for 20 minutes. How long does it last? Um, it depends on how, like, if you scrub it with soap or something. I took a shower, like, the first night I got it, and it was, it's fine. It definitely is fading a little bit, though. Never wash that arm again. (laughs) Um, I thought it was interesting how this comic was kind of sitting around Cass asking for help, and I thought it was interesting that, I guess Cass doesn't like to ask for help because her dad doesn't like to ask for help, and he was the one who raised her, so he's like, be self-reliant, Cass. Yeah, they're definitely both like the strong, silent types who suck all their emotions in and (laughs) try to handle everything themselves. Yeah, because he was like pulling his hair out going crazy. And I was wondering, why aren't the other guards helping him? Like he literally has a guard squad. And and she's like, I better ask the princess. Like, can't the guards do the job better, hopefully? Have you met the other guards? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's like three, but still. (laughs) (laughs) They're busy guarding the castle or playing cards or something, probably. But Cassandra's dad, the captain of the guard, well, her adopted dad. Well, her her dad, her dad, I can just say her It's dad, her dad. Yeah, yeah. It's the only dad she's ever known. It's her dad. Except for Mother Gothel's husband. Stop. Who <laughs> says she was married and who says she's Cass's mom? Not me. I do anyway, not like he's, that theory. He's doing the whole crazy conspiracy thing where he's taped, <laughs> he's like fixed all these evidence boards to the wall and he's going crazy trying to connect all these crimes. There's... So the there's three you crimes, what, I believe. Yeah, there's just three. It shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what that reminded well, they, me of. It reminded me of series of unfortunate events on Netflix, like the opening when Lemony's connecting all the all the papers and the dots with the little strings oh. and this complicated pattern to make Olaf's face or whatever. It's yeah, it reminded me of exciting. Gravity Falls when Dipper is doing that thing. Yeah, well, it's it's a trope. It's again and again. A lot of people do it. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, but now that I think about it, it, it was only three crimes, so he had a lot of papers for three crimes. And the crimes were pretty dumb. Like, those are lame things to steal. I was like, why would they steal those? Well, that's why I do it so crazy, end, I guess. But... Like, if it was a simple thing like stolen money, you'd know exactly the motive and everything. But it yeah. was the befuddling nature of these crimes that led him to go crazy. <laughs> But the crimes are, there was a, let's see here, the royal printing press was stolen? Yeah. That's kind of like a, an okay crime. Like, that's probably worth some money in this day <laughs> Wait, and age. it was specifically the royal printing press? That's what it says, the royal printing press. Wait, so that means that 
Rapunzel's dad gives the orders to print all those fake posters of Eugene because it's the world <laughs> No, so yeah, they explain why there's so many wanted posters of Eugene in this comic, which I thought was really cool. Because they sell them. It's because but, they're artwork now. <laughs> but the king says it's okay. It's his pretty press for pictures well, of his son-in-law the king with probably bad doesn't know to be printed the, all over. The king probably doesn't know that it's going on. Maybe that crazy artist is just hogging he doesn't all the like, money. He doesn't like Eugene, the future He doesn't respect copyright. <laughs> that was pretty crazy i also noticed the style like one of the first scenes we see is like a side profile of eugene and i was like his beard looks so super pointy like that chin is just like ooh, chiseled i was like wow so sharp would, he could cut you i i would cut myself on it. i was like wow that's a sharp eugene has a sharp beard that's, that's the key to the smolder i think he could teach you a thing or two about beard grooming <laughs> No comment on that. <laughs> I don't have a beard anymore. Thank God. Every day. Every day. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm trying to think any other notes I had. Oh. So well, then, I, yeah, th- so I, th- I think I thought we're still breaking down the plot. I, I'm helping break down the plot. <laughs> it sounds so, like you're about to finish up. You're like, oh, what am I what no. the other thoughts I had? <laughs> <laughs> no. So then Cass... He's having hard time solving the crime, so Cass is like, hey, I'm going to talk to my two best bros here, Rapunzel and Eugene, crash their date, and ask them to come with me on an adventure. And Eugene's like, whoa, this is awkward, because Cass is being the third wheel, so I should invite some of my friends. And then Rapunzel, or Cass has some horse discrimination going on, because she's like, how can Max be of any help? <laughs> and I was like, ooh, he's going to prove her wrong. And then he does. He helps, he helps them solve the crime. Yeah, so Eugene and Rapunzel had a... <laughs> A date plan a picnic which i thought was kind of sweet because eugene was planning it all and he had this big shindig prepared and what was his deal with the fancy cheese i'm like i hope that cheese is in the fridge and i'm not letting it sit out <laughs> it's in the royal <laughs> fridge just like the royal printing press <laughs> do they just have one giant royal fridge or are there a bunch of royal fridges there's one big main royal fridge and then the king has a bunch in his room for that he keeps around for snackers <laughs> Fred had snackers. Yeah. <laughs> that was a funny. King Fred like likes to snack in his bed. <laughs> Hope he doesn't spill fancy cheese on his head. Because <laughs> Queen Ariana would make him dead. <laughs> Why would he be? Well, how would the cheese get on his head? From He's a messy eater. <laughs> <laughs> he went for his mouth, but he missed. <laughs> Sounds like he needs um, some physical therapy and work on his fine motor skills there. <laughs> well, yeah, he's getting up there. Okay. <clears throat> so, yeah, Eugene calls his associates, Max and Pascal, who were apparently off hanging out together, which I thought was kind of fun. Yeah. Pascal's riding on Max's head. Getting free labor. Free free ride from Max. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I thought Cass's line about how she's like, I don't see how that was helpful. It was kind of funny because I was expecting um, uh-huh. Eugene to call like Lance or Hookfoot or like an extra person to help them. And then, then he calls the animals. And it leads to one of my, probably my favorite joke in the whole thing, which is where Cassandra assigns them each jobs to do and she splits them all up. So they 
uh, Rapunzel and Eugene can't have their date time. But then she tells Maximus to go interview. <laughs> and they're like, can you even talk? No, no, no. So funny. Because he's always treated like one of, the, one of the pack and he's a royal guard. And she tells him to go interrogate a suspect. And apparently he tries to go do it too because he causes a big commotion. Well, yeah, if a horse is neighing at me and waving his hoof around, I'd be pretty, pretty scared. I don't know what was happening. Horse. <laughs> Wasn't that funny though? Pretty funny. <laughs> I also thought it was. I love how we got to know a little bit more about Hookfoot in this episode since he was a victim of the crime. He appreciates his antiques, and I was like, I like Hookfoot better now because I love antiques. And he was like, Oh, the side, it was an antique. How could they take it? And I was like, Oh, I like that Hookfoot. I like that you recognize that. Kudos to you. I wonder where Hookfoot is right now. He's touring around with his bro, I guess. Maybe they'll come to my city and I'll buy a ticket. <laughs> but he won't have any seals. Oh, those seals. Ooh, ooh, they, had, ooh, ooh. they had to honk the horn because they can't talk. Ah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, now I just want to watch that seal scene again. Those seals get me. Yeah, well, maybe if we run out of episode ideas, we'll do a one-hour breakdown of the seals. <laughs> they're just so funny. I wonder if they're they're married and living happily ever after now. No, I think they broke up. You think? How would they sign their divorce papers? <laughs> With their noses. Anyway. Do a little nose print. Boop. Sorry, the seals are just so cute, they're distracting. Um, another one of my favorite moments that we already talked a bit about was Eugene finds out why they're still making all the wanted posters. And I thought that was so yeah. cool because they're really tying in the comic to the show because I we've it's always been a mystery, like why they still have all these wanted posters around when he's like engaged he's to royalty wanted. now. He's not he's though. still wanted. The reason he why is, they're all around is because they're all the freaking time. No, but he does in not. Corona, he got arrested once, not yeah, in Corona. Twice, though. yeah, but Corona didn't say like, oh, he's cleared in all countries. He's he's there, just like, oh, we'll keep him wanted in those places. Keep him close <laughs> well, to home. Well, they don't have authority over those places. <laughs> well, they have trading rights, probably, and like different things they could throw around to say, hey. <laughs> I guess the king secretly really doesn't like Eugene that much. Well. I don't. I don't think he does. He's secretly hoping that when he was sending them off on an adventure, he'd be like. Oh, you should go adventure to this one country where Eugene is still wanted. Maybe he was hoping they'd get annoyed with each other on the really long road trip and in small spaces and be done. Who who do you think King Fred would secretly like Rapunzel to be wed to? No one. He strikes me as the really overprotective type who just wants her to be a baby <laughs> her whole life and just stay in her tower. Oh, I'm harsh. I feel like he definitely wanted to pick out her spouse. He'd be like, this is a nice young man who's responsible, who's a prince, who's blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, it might be like a princess and the pauper situation where it's an arranged marriage for the good of the kingdom. I definitely think it'd be an arranged marriage for the good of the kingdom with King Fred. Yeah. Was, it, was his and her, what's the queen's name, Ariana? I think so. Were That's the, what I said. Were they, the, were they an arranged wedding? I don't know. I could see them being in a rich one. I mean, I don't really see the sparks flying in, in that kingdom over there. <laughs> I, I kind of do. I think they're a good match. I think they're comfortable with each other. Like they've, it's, it's something where they've grown. They've grown to love each other. But 
but in like an old couple I'll take care of you kind of way not because they were like fell in love with me or yeah. well yeah yeah maybe maybe, maybe. I mean they only had yeah. one kid <laughs> true true <laughs> there you go <laughs> they were like shoot I thought we were one and done oh, never mind we'll just be childless <laughs> yep <laughs> I, I never thought about that before that's unfair. Maybe maybe they had problems, or maybe they couldn't adopt. <laughs> maybe they'll adopt Red and Angry. What if Rapunzel and Eugene adopt Red and Angry at the end of the show? King Fred wouldn't stand for that. That'd be so cool. A broke fiance is one <gasps> thing, but wait, orphans, wait, wait. no. Red, Red and Angry could be Rapunzel's private, like assassins or bodyguards, and like her secret underground police force to do her bidding. That seems more like a cast thing, not a Rapunzel thing, to have a dark underground police force that's... <gasps> okay, I want, I want them to work for cast. That would be really cool. But no cast. I don't want them getting hurt with cast. Um, cast is scary. <laughs> no, she has very inviting blue hair. Very friendly. <laughs> I'm the bad guy. That's fine. It's no fault of mine. And someday... Da, 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 da. So it's time to... Oh, I got that song in my head now. So catchy, guys. Oh, I need to go listen to some Tangled now. I was listening to the Little Woman musical, but now I want to hear that variant song. Give me some Jeremy Jordan. Oh, my gosh. If I could see him in Waitress, I would die. Anyway. <laughs> that Jeremy Jordan boy. But I'm not a huge fan of Shoshana Bean. Let's arrange so that marriage. I, I, would, I would wait till she was out and he was still on. <laughs> anyway. Sarah Bareilles and Jeremy Jordan would be my dream roles in those two. Anyway, um, so at the end, who do they find out is the evil one? Have I always said is evil the literally entire time? Yeah, we uh, we get some shorty evil. Well, I mean, come on, he's not really evil in this, but he did commit the crime. So yeah, he was the crook, and then he was like, "Oh, I don't know what stealing is. I was, was born." Yeah, it is kind of interesting. You're like an eight-year-old he... man. What are you talking <laughs> about? You don't. Yeah, he fluctuates between being really out of it some days, and then sometimes, like he's smart enough to print things and write a newspaper. A gossip column, no less. Yeah, I, oh, I love that. Oh, like, is your pencil hair, hair a wig? <laughs> that is so funny. True. I mean, I've wondered that myself, so, you know. But I know, right? I can't. I would read it. He was a he was a freaking thief. I knew it. And yeah, it's how, it's his cover. He's like, oh, I'm an old senile old man. I don't know what I'm doing. But secretly, it's, the gears are turning up there. He's, he's, yeah. he's a, a mastermind. Well, it's either that or my theory, which is that some days he drinks more than other days. Which which are his better days? The days he drinks more or the days he doesn't? Oh, he's kookier on the days he drinks more. Anyway, that was the story, the first story in the comic. I really liked it. It was super funny. I loved how it tied into the show and kind of explained where the wanted posters are coming from and why they never get his nose right. It's because he's trying to avoid infringing on his intellectual property. I thought that was so funny, especially as an art student. Who who buys wanted posters and hangs them up in their house? <laughs> I mean, I would do it if it was like a cool antique one, like that'd be cool. But not just like like a criminal who's like still like lives next door. Well, now he's the prince, the future prince. So it's that's kind of a collectible item. The future prince doesn't have any title until he's actually married to the princess. So, you know what? He's nothing. 
with that one comes off. <laughs> oh, I thought it was and funny too that one scene they had where he was like, "Oh, I wanted to stick together because I could show you how how good I am at like solving crimes or whatever." And she's like, "Yes, Eugene, we all know how good are you, how good you are at guessing who stole what because you used to be a thief." Yeah. yeah. Good, good job. Fun, yeah. Yeah. So I love the humor. I thought it really nailed the voice of the characters. Like it all was things that I could picture them saying. There wasn't anything out of character. I felt like they really Except nailed the cast. I felt like she was just too nice. Well, I think well, this takes place before they leave, so you have to remember. Yeah, that. but this even is then, like she didn't say like cast. thanks, guys, and she said thanks like three times. She was just like, guys, I really appreciate you doing this for me. Like that's something Rapunzel would say, not Cass. Well, this is like a really personal request because they're helping her dad. So maybe she's more like she's just really thankful for them helping him out. Like I've got my skepticals on. Well, I didn't have a problem with that part for whatever that's worth. So I'd rate that story a not that's basically a nine out of ten. That was a hit out of the park. <laughs> oh wow! That that ball. Honestly, I would have loved this. Would have made a really fun episode to see animated. I think that would have been a good episode to see. <laughs> Okay, back to our regularly scheduled broadcast. The second story, just to wrap things up, is just like two pages, and it's called Maximus and Pascal in Curtain Call. Oh, maybe. Oh, do you think this is what happened right before the first story because they're hanging out together, maybe? I don't know. I was kind of confused about why that was there at the end. I was like, is this part of Shorty's newspaper, like a comic about people in the town? or I don't know what's happening. It was just kind of a different style. I don't know. Yeah, it was a different little short comedy story at the end yeah. but now that i think about it it kind of ties in with why max and pascal were together in the first one so maybe this is what they were doing right before or something but basically they just max which i thought this was kind of uncharacteristic of max but it looks like he just steals some apple chips does he steal them or did he already have them no he smells them in the food stall and then he walks up and then he starts <laughs> eating them so and i assume he doesn't have money with he- them so he he probably paid. I mean, this is Max. He wouldn't. I feel like he wouldn't break that rule. But it, but that was kind of interesting. Maybe he has like an understanding with that merchant. Yeah. Maybe as a royal guard, he can re- requisition whatever he wants. Maybe. But anyway, he gets the apple chips lodged over his snout while he's eating them, and so he wanders onto a musical theater production stage, and ends up stealing the show. Yep. So that was just kind of a fun thing. Not much to say about that one, but it's nice to know that Corona has a bustling musical theater scene. Yes, that brought me joy. Our next stop isn't anywhere. Our next stop is another episode coming soon. (laughs) Coming in two weeks. We're on a bi-weekly hiatus schedule. Yeah, because I'm almost on vacation, guys. Hopefully I I make it through my finals. You can find us at on Twitter at Corona Podcast. She tries so hard with this ending (laughs) spiel. And you can email us, please do, at coronaconversations at gmail.com. And we are on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Play Music. Google Podcasts. Um, please rate and review us on iTunes. And under your bed. No, that'd be weird. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. 
Oh, and one one final note, we are now accepting voice messages through Anchor. So you have to I sent one of those once to one of my favorite podcasters. Oh, really? That's cool. So you can testify how fun it is. But if you just you have to have an account, but if you just go to the link in our show notes description, you'll be able to send us a voice message and we'll, we can play it in our next episode on air and respond to it. So that would be fun if Sam wants to do yeah. that. Send us a song. Next stop, anywhere. Alright, we'll see you guys in a few weeks. Hang, hang loose. If you're going through finals Keep too, it. I sympathize. <laughs> Bye. Can I stop it now? I was trying to think of a cool final thing to say. <laughs> Comic, Corona, clever. <laughs> Help me out here. <laughs> that was a Corona uh, comedy. We could, like, <laughs> we could say, we could say, join us next week where we'll be breaking down the real story behind Hookfoot's Hook as well as Eugene Fitzherbert's shady past. Okay, you can say that. <laughs>